Money Show. The Big Five. The Big Five this evening, Richard Branson offering staff unlimited holiday. Um, five reasons why offering those staff as much holiday as well may not be quite as mad as it sounds. Debbie goodman Byatt has gone soft. She's the managing director at Jack Hammer Executive Headhunters in Cape Town. I mean, it's a bad idea, surely, Debbie, from the point of view that managing this kind of free-for-all holiday as much as you want whenever you like has got to result in complete and utter chaos. Bruce, you do flatter me with the adjective soft, but um, <laughs> no, not in, I don't think it's an entirely crazy idea. First of all, I think there are going to be some internal handbrakes because he's not exactly offering as much leave as you want whenever you want and we'll still pay you. So I'm imagining that it's uh, if you take more than the allotted um, allocation of leave, it's going to come unpaid. And then secondly, um, Richard Branson's companies are known for highly incentivizing their people for actual performance. And in order to perform, you've kind of got to be there. So I think there are a couple of um, precursors to assuming or presuming that it's just going to be a complete free-for-all. And, you know, jokes aside, I think that there's, there's something to be said for creating a culture of, of trust and accountability to team, to stakeholders, to clients, to service providers, which certainly can be created when you allow people a level of autonomy to make decisions around how much leave they're going to take and they're going to take it. So I think that's potentially one, one great outcome. I think the other is we know that you take as long as the long time as you have in order to achieve an outcome. And if you've decided that you're going to be uh, taking off um, whenever you're going to take off, you're going to get done what you need to get done. We all know that. Um, So I think that from a productivity point of view, he's got something going there. But I think there's some other, there's definitely some glitches in the system that could arise. Uh, It is. I mean, it's it's also assuming that people in the workplace are all grown-ups. I'd like to to think that the the colleagues with whom I work are are responsible grown-up individuals. But there will always be people within organizations who perhaps think, well, if I, they'll get rid of me in a year's time anyway. If I spend, you know, three months off this year, it's no big deal. I still get paid, and I'll go and find myself another job in my spare time and and loaf off a little bit. Um, there are going to be people who take chances. They are, and they're going to be there regardless of whether, no matter how much leave you give them. So um, there are people who are going to just, uh, you know, do what they can to to push the limits. But for the most part, those individuals who and the kind of people that uh, Branson hires are going to be the ones who want to make sure that they're going to deliver. I think, though, it does present some logistics problems. Um, And that is, I mean, I think it could potentially be chaotic. Essentially, you could land up having this team that you need to treat as this temporary workforce as opposed to permanent employees who are around when you need them. I I can't imagine what it must be like to try and plan some big project with some specific deadline or delivery with a a group of people who are taking off at at various times of the year for extended periods. Um, And then there's something to be said for people who spend a significant amount of time out of the workforce um, and then come back. The thing is that organizations and teams and groups of people are evolving and changing yeah. and moving all the time. And I think that for individuals, when they come back, they just land up playing constant catch-up. So I think there's some disadvantages to this whole idea. But there are also people who, uh, and it's also a way of gauging how serious people are about their jobs. It could very well have the opposite effect, where you have people who are parano- paranoid about their positions or people who don't want to be seen to be slacking perhaps underdoing leave. And we all know that a little bit of leave every year is terribly good for us. It, it, it clears your mind. It gets you back focused and fresh for the next phase of whatever it is that you're doing. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that um, I think that that leave itself. And if you look at organizations, some offer quite uh, quite uh, sort of stingy leave. It's like uh, 15 days a year. And and that's not really enough um, for people who are operating full tilt. Um, these days, executives in particular are expected to be on, on and available 24-7. You need to take a lot more um, regular interspersed leave than, um, than just a couple of, of weeks at the end of the year. So I think that um, that ability to take off as and when you need to, um, want to, and can fit it in as a culture, I think that that's great. I really do think that there are huge pluses for productivity and goodwill towards an organization, I think it's a great perk, actually. Uh, absolutely. But there are the, the concerns around planning, the, con- the, the constant catch-up issue, and it can be chaotic. However, if people embrace it um, in the way in which it could be embraced, if everybody plays by the, the unspoken rule, it's a great motivator as well because you know that there is a culture of you really need it, take it. Yeah. No, and I think that, you know, we're starting to see more and more organizations looking for innovative ways to motivate and retain their top people. And, um, I mean, you look at a, I don't know if you've come across a guy by the name of Ricardo Semler. He's written uh, an amazing, um, a series of amazing books, and he runs his whole organization around um, allocating a huge amount of autonomy and empowerment to his people who essentially determine when they work, what time they work, when they come in, where they work from. And there are many organizations that we're seeing all over the globe um, who are um, who are offering alternative ways of working um, these days remote um, office workers people who work from home people who work flexi time I mean that's not such a far flung idea these days that's considered commonplace in fact uh, but it becomes you, you you are judged on the results of your work on the outcome of the, your work rather than the number of hours you hours you spend glued to your computer screen on Facebook or whatever it is because you're miserable <laughs> at your desk yeah, and I think that um, that there are certain organisations that are also known for their um, their late staying culture. It's considered to be a badge of honour if you can switch off the lights at the end of the day. It's considered to be something to hold a flag up if you can say how many years you've gone without taking leave. And there are organisations that that's just uh, endemic and and part of their uh, their organisational culture as well. And for some companies, it actually works for them. Um, wouldn't work for me, but uh, but but yeah, I think that. Uh, that this idea of of enabling people to make decisions about how they want to live their lives, which incorporates taking breaks, I think it's. I think on the whole, I'm going to give my thumbs up to to Branson. And it's about productivity. If ultimately, if we're happier, if we're more efficient, if we are driven by the incentive of being able to take that time, we're likely to be more productive, achieve more, more quickly, perhaps better, deliver a better quality of work, so that we don't get called back from our uh, from our extra little couple of days off. Um, it, it may very well focus the mind. Yeah, I, I really think that, that that ultimately is is most likely what he's uh, what he's focusing on is the idea that it's ultimately going to enhance productivity, and I, I really do do believe in that. I think that that uh, I think that that's a trend that might not uh, catch on like wildfire, but I think more and more organisations are starting to see that they can offer a measure of flexibility, um, certainly for their top performers. Okay, South Africa, in terms of the successful evolution of becoming a great place for for companies to operate for people to work Uh, do we have any great innovators in this field in south africa or are we constantly reliant on what is going on outside our country 
there many organizations that have got what they refer to as wellness programs or um, uh, employee retention programs, employee value propositions, and incorporated in that a huge range of, of benefits. I mean, I've walked into the Mr. Price uh, group head office and seen a whole list on a poster board of really amazing um, employee retention um, and additional wellness benefits that, that they offer, as do many other larger corporates, from being able to get your nails and hair done during the workday to, to yoga, to, um, uh, to acupuncture and, and head massages. Uh, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a whole host of, of fabulous offerings that organizations are, are trying to provide for their people to, um, I don't know whether it's to make sure that they don't leave the building. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the reality, Debbie, um, that it's a case of, oh, we can do your dry cleaning. Oh, get your nails done at our little sorbet downstairs and don't worry about going out for lunch. We'll deliver it to your desk. We'll get the guys from Order In to deliver it for you. Um, it's a conspiracy, Debbie. It's a conspiracy to make us work harder. Well, I think that possibly it's an idea of give and take. I think that, um, <laughs> that there are certain things that would be really convenient if I could have somebody do my dry cleaning. But, uh, um, all of that. But, but yeah, so I think that um, there are, you know, Discovery Old Mutual Sun, um, uh, there are lots of them. If you, if you walk inside those, those big uh, corporate malls almost, um, you'll see that, that they really do offer an array of additional services. Um, but I'm not even talking about um, the, the things that one would need to do that are, um, that are admin, personal admin. I'm talking about things that focus on personal well-being and um, organizations that are starting to offer things like meditation courses and, um, and yoga and, uh, uh, you know, some things that are, that are a little more alternative that are not that commonplace. Um, and I am seeing that sporadically in South Africa, certainly globally, um, and I think, it's, I think they're great. What has happened to the days where we're just grateful to have a job? Uh, was that our parents' generation? Well, yeah, I think these days people are also still grateful to have a job. And if you can manage to land a job at an organization that, um, whether it's a conspiracy or not, does offer additional um, benefits that uh, enable you to look after your entire self um, well, I think that that's, that that's great. That's a real win-win for everybody. Debbie Goodman, by at the Managing Director, Jack Hammer, Executive Headhunters, on the line to us from Cape Town this evening um, on the benefits of Richard Branson's latest pie-in-the-sky idea. Or maybe it is probably the best idea he's had in a while. As much leave as you want, with a little bit of reason attached to it as well. Debbie Goodman, by at the Headhunter.